When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. It's Friday, February 24th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes. Hoynesy, we're uh, a little more than 24 hours away from the first pitch of the first game of Cactus League action. The uh, Guardians and Reds ready to line it up in Goodyear, Arizona. Uh, how exciting is it to be this close to, to being back on the field and, and, and seeing real baseball? Yeah, Joe, it's uh, it's interesting. It's it's uh, you know, I guess it's a time of camp where, you know, you've been in camp for a couple of weeks and uh, you're ready to play. And, uh, you know, it's like uh, the three phases of spring training, like we always talk about. You can't wait to get here. You can't wait to get the games to start and then you can't wait to get out of here. So, you know, we're at stage two. Well, it won't be long uh, before we're we're pulling up to the the end of March and the uh, the beginning of the regular season. But before we get there, uh, the Guardians will face uh, lefty Brandon Williamson uh, of the Reds on Saturday. Uh, Williamson, uh, interesting. He he, uh, he came over, I believe, from uh, from Seattle. Yeah, he was uh, in the Seattle uh, deal last uh, last spring. Really, uh, Jesse Wilkerson. Uh, I mean, Jesse Winker and uh, Eugenio uh, Suarez went to Seattle, and uh, Williamson was one of four players to come back to the Reds. He was um, uh, he was uh, their uh, Seattle's number two pick, uh, six seven, a six six lefty. Kind of you know had an up and down year at at Triple A and Double A last year. Six and seven, four point one one ERA and twenty seven starts. But uh, one of their you know he's got a chance to make that rotation in Cincinnati, Joe, and uh, should be a. An interesting look for him, and uh, we'll see what kind of lineup uh, Terry Francona throws out there against him. Yeah, we'll get to to Tito's lineup here in a second. Uh, I wonder if the Reds are going to roll Will Benson out there. Uh, It should be a familiar sight uh, if uh, if the Guardians get to to pitch to and and face uh, their former teammate who's now uh, with Cincinnati. uh, Will Benson, of course, there. Luke Maley there as well. Uh, probably less of a chance that that Maley starts uh, uh, the first game of spring training, but uh, you know, you never know. It would be interesting to see uh, see that as well. Yeah, Benson uh, hopefully gets a chance to play for Cincinnati this year. Big, uh, probably a big year for him. Big spring, at least. Uh, former number one pick with Cleveland. Uh, get, and hopefully, he uh, you know he's got a little more. Uh, 
room and a little more opportunity to grow than he had in Cleveland. There was, you know, the outfield suddenly got crowded when uh, Benson came up, and it was really no no at bats for him last season. Yeah, you talk about uh, an outfield uh, being crowded. Uh, it was certainly uh, an opportunity maybe there in, in Cincinnati, and you know, playing in an outfield where the uh, the ball definitely flies out of the ballpark, so might give him a chance to to flex some of those uh, those power muscles uh, if if he's able to do that. Uh, we talked about uh, you know who the Reds might roll out there on Saturday. Uh, we know that Cal Quantrill is going to start for Cleveland. Uh, you've heard that the uh, the starters and the pitchers the 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 max is going to be what two uh, two innings for those guys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Francona was saying yesterday uh, that uh, the the uh, pitchers the the starters were uh, politicking to go three innings, but you know he felt much safer with them. Uh, you know, only uh, going two innings, and if you know they really needed to uh, finish up. If they wanted to stretch it out a little bit more to go to the bullpens, he thought he feels that's you know a lot safer environment. You know, there's you know you're not trying to make a great break, a uh, great pitch with the bases loaded. You know, as as your last pitch of uh, the outing. So, you know, I think it's going to be two innings or a you know a certain number of pitches, probably 30, 35 pitches, I would imagine. Yeah, it's uh you know it was an, it was a strategy that was effective last year in slow playing uh, at least the starters. Uh, out of the the beginning of camp, uh, you know everybody was was generally healthy uh, towards the end of the year. At least uh, the the top three guys in the rotation uh, stayed healthy. So and and you want those guys pitching big innings in the in the postseason, not in uh, not in Goodyear, Arizona. You want them uh, on the mound in Yankee Stadium or or wherever uh, the uh, the playoffs take you. Uh, as far as the lineup uh, that 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 Tito's going to roll out tomorrow. Uh, what do you expect out of that? Obviously with the lefty on the mound, it, it sort of changes things, but, but maybe it doesn't. Yeah. I, I, I really don't think it, it will that much. I don't think he's playing matchups right away. The first game, uh, first, uh, you know, cactus league game. I think he'll go with, you know, that, you know, as close to uh, as you know his regular season lineup as he can. You know, it's, it's a cactus league opener. It's at home. So I, I would think, you know, what, Joe, you think probably go with Quan, Rosario, Ramirez, Bell, Naylor, Gonzalez, uh, Jimenez, Zanino, and and probably uh, you know Brent Will Brennan if uh, Straw can't play, and it doesn't look like Straw is going to be able to play right now because of you know the sore right knee. Right. Yeah. That that to me uh, that would seem like the the most logical thing is that he's going to roll that that lineup out there. Uh, you know, maybe he he doesn't want to roll. Uh, um, well, Brennan out there right yet and, and decides, uh, he'll put Quan in center and, and maybe play Arias or Freeman in left field. Who knows? Uh, you know, there are options, uh, in terms of, uh, of that, but, uh, there's, there are other guys in camp too, that can, uh, can certainly play, uh, and, and we'll see a lot of faces, uh, you know, uh, might we see, uh, you know, a Bo Naylor coming in and, and catching a few innings. Uh, behind Mike Zanino, or or will they will they give those uh, those earlier innings to uh, uh, Cam Gallagher, or Zach Collins, uh, guys behind the plate who uh, you know you're not going to go too deep with your your catchers, maybe three innings each. Yeah, yeah, and I, I would think maybe Naylor gets some action. You know, he's got to get ready for uh, uh, the WBC and playing for Canada, just like Quantrill. You know, that's one of the reasons Quantrill is starting the first game. To have him on, uh, keep him on a regular uh, five days, 
So, uh, you know, he's ready for Canada and really doesn't miss too many uh, days in, in between the WBC and coming back to a spring training. Uh, speaking of injuries, uh, uh, you mentioned there's there's updates on uh, you mentioned Miles Straw and, and his knee seems to be, uh, you know, doing OK, but uh, he, he's still, you know, day to day and going to take it slow. Uh, what about uh, guys like Cody Morris and Angel De Los Santos? Yeah, Morris uh, is playing catch at uh, 75 feet. You know, he's got a strained right lat. Uh, he's, he went through uh, his uh, pitching fielding drills, you know, with just kind of without the ball yesterday. So he's he, he's making progress. And De Los Santos has a hamstring problem, but he threw a bullpen yesterday and is doing well. So uh, he's making progress as well. Uh, also, uh, also sort of uh, on the sidelines right now, uh, Daniel Espino, their top prospect, uh, still sort of in the midst of a eight-week shutdown uh, from throwing. Uh, he's, uh, you know, awaiting that that sort of big update in a couple of weeks towards the end of camp, where uh, you know they tell him, you know, whether or not he's going to pitch this season. Uh, and uh, Chase DeLauder, uh he is sidelined for the next, you know, four to five months with. Uh, a bone graft in his right foot after uh, breaking his his uh, his pinky toe again. Yeah, those two, you know, two of the uh, two of the guys. Uh, you, you know, Espino would it would have been really great to see him this spring and see what he could do. You know, he yeah, especially after having this you know last season cut short after four starts. You know, with a knee and a shoulder problem. So you know, he's the top prospect in uh, in the organization. So. You know, they're really going to be careful with him. Uh, and the good thing is he has age on his side. He's only 22. Uh, so, you know, we'll see where he goes from there. Uh, all right. So uh, that, that that's who's not going to be playing. Uh, who are you look forward? Who are you looking forward to seeing the most uh, when the guys get out there on the field? Either, you know, either a veteran guy or, or somebody we haven't seen before. You know, I'm uh, Tim Heron. Uh, a guy, you know, a reliever that we've heard a lot about, uh, struck out over 100 guys in like 60 innings last season in the minors. He's he's scheduled to uh, replace Quantrill uh, uh, today, so I'm I'm looking forward to see him, Joe. He's every it seems like every pitcher in uh, on the roster like six five and 240 pounds, and he kind of fits that mold. So I'm I'm kind of interested to see uh, how he does. Hey, you roll them out there with uh, with Stefan and with uh, Sam Hentges, and uh, you got a pretty good starting front court if you want to you know, take on March Madness uh, later on the end of the month. Yeah, definitely. Then uh, I think after Heron, you know, Xavier Curry is, is scheduled to pitch. Uh, we've seen him a couple times last season in starts. Uh, then Cade Smith, who uh, you know is eligible, will uh, leave with Quantrill for uh, Team Canada, and Luis Avedo is is uh, the will, will also is also scheduled to uh, pitch. Great. So uh, you know we're all set for uh, for Saturday's game. Um, looking forward to that. And uh, as far as the the guys themselves or the players themselves ready for these new rules, these this pitch clock and. Uh, you know the 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 new pace of the game. I, I know Tito was was talking about that with you guys uh, the other day. Yeah, we were talking to him yesterday about it, and uh, you know the the throwover rule and the pitch clock. You know, and uh, after uh, he was talking to Shane Bieber after Bieber threw a live batting practice 
earlier in the week and he's and beavers told him you know you get to about 40 or 45 pitches you know you're tired you know if you're pitching you know uh you know pitching within the confines of the clock and uh you know and it brought up uh, and started uh francona thinking he goes what if a pitcher you know gets to the fifth or sixth inning and he's going along well you know he's he's getting near 100 pitches but he isn't struggling and um you know, he gets a couple guys on base and, uh, you know, he's a little gas, but, you know, the the traditional ways of, you know, kind of catching your breath, you can't walk around the mound anymore. You know, you can't waste the pickoff throw to first base. Uh, so, you know, and he said, perhaps, you know, you just let the clock run down and, and, uh, and take a ball, you know, have a ball called against you, maybe that uh, for a walk. Or it gives you a chance to, uh, you know, regroup and uh, catch your breath and and go on. Or you know, they make a pitching change instead of throwing, you know, the most important pitch of the game when when you're fatigued. So you know, it was kind of an interesting thought. And you know, you know, these guys are all these, you know, managers and coaches are are all thinking about all these little intricacies that the new rules, uh, you know, you know, kind of are ushered in with these new rules. Yeah, I, you know, it occurs to me, what if there's a, you know, the, the bases are empty and uh, the pitcher needs a, a a blow after maybe two outs uh, in the inning and, you know, there's a, a a hitter who you might have struggled against earlier in the game. Uh, maybe you, even with a clean slate, you walk behind the mound and you let the pitch clock uh, maybe expire. What, four times you get, you get a, you'd get a full minute of, uh, uh, I, I guess, uh, you know, time to, to take a breather. <laughs> it, it, I can't see that scenario happening, but would it eliminate the uh, the intentional walk? The, what does this do to the, the, the intentional walk rule where uh, they just say, okay, we're walking and they point to first and he walks down to first? Uh, you know, maybe teams would want those four pitches back or, or the, uh, um, the, the four balls. Now you, you, you take that uh, 15 seconds each and you, you, you sort of regather yourself. Yeah, I mean, that's like the four-corner offense, right? You just mm-hmm. got stalled. So, yeah, and there was another instance where uh, Francona was talking about, you know, let's say you got first and third, and, uh, you know, a, a guy uh, break, you know, you've used maybe one of your pickoff throws, one of your step-offs, and uh, or both of your step-offs, and the guys at third base, you know, fakes like he's going to steal, then everyone yells at you, uh, yells at the pitcher to step off, uh-huh. and, and he goes, "You step off, but you better get the guy out, or or he scores on a box." So you know, it's it's there's a lot of little, uh, uh, you know, kind of uh, nuances that uh, we you, you've really got to think about, and you probably haven't seen before on a diamond. Uh, we're we're going to be writing uh, stories and posts about all of this because that's a that's a great one. If the the runner fakes with. Uh... With two throwovers, the the runner fakes a, st- a move to uh to to first base, and then all of a sudden, if you don't step off, you know if he keeps going, he's got the base. I, wow, that's that's great. Uh, you know, the fact that they're thinking ahead that far means that there are things that we haven't even uncovered, and and just like little nuances like this that that are gonna pop up at some point during the season. Uh, that that should be real fun to, to to cover, and it's a good thing that Tito doesn't have uh, any hair because he'd be pulling it out uh, <laughs> probably by the middle of May. Uh, it should be interesting. 
Uh, the other thing that these new rules and the new, uh, uh, you know, the new bases, what does that do to uh, the the Guardians' philosophy uh, about running and how much they run and when they run and and will they run more? Yeah, Joe. I mean, they were really successful stealing bases last year. I think they were second in the uh, the American League. Um, you know, they've got a bunch of guys that can run, but. Uh, Francona was saying yesterday, we're not going to go outside our game plan. We'll, we will run when, you know, we should run. Um, we're not, you know, I don't think they're not going to turn this thing into a track meet. But, you know, he said, uh, you know, we're going to use common sense. You know, if, if there's a guy on first base and Jose Ramirez is up, you know, they're going to let uh, the guy staying at first base because, you know, with Ramirez at the plate, they feel he's already the runners already in scoring position. So they're going to let, uh, you know, Jose hit. They're not going to take the bat out of his hand. But, you know, I think when when the opportunity run is there, they, they'll take advantage of it. Yeah. And when Jose Ramirez is on first base, it's pretty much Jose runs when Jose wants to run uh, <laughs> and, and sees the opportunity because uh, you, you roll the dice uh, with that one. And it's always fun to watch. Jose Ramirez run the bases uh, as far as uh, just the individuals uh, that this affects the most. Uh, Tito was talking about how important DeMarlo Hale is to the uh, to the operations. DeMarlo Hale uh, sort of becomes one of the most important guys in the, the Guardians dugout now. Yeah, you know, DeMarlo's the, uh, the bench coach, veteran guy. You know, he calls the signals during the game anyways, and now he's it's his job to keep track and call the throwovers, you know, to keep track of the throwovers, how many, you know, pickoff throws the guy has had, all the nuances of the game, you know, that that are, you know, kind of all the nuances that arrive with the, uh, with the new rules are going to be, it's going to be, uh, Mar- DeMarlo's job to uh, relay them to the players on the field. So, you know, I think he deserves a raise, Joe. Yeah, well, it, you're, you're his best agent. You wrote in the post, you said you, you think he's, he, uh, he needs to be cloned or, or duplicated and doubled <laughs> to have two of them. Uh, I'll bet you right now DeMarlo Hale probably feels like he needs a, he needs his own clone out there in, uh, in Goodyear. Uh, this is probably his busiest time of the season in terms of making sure that the uh, – the schedule is published. Everybody knows where they're going, what fields they're on, and and what buses they're on when they go to to games and things like that. Uh, Demarlo Hale is is earning his paycheck uh, right now uh, out there in Goodyear. Yeah, definitely. He's uh, you know usually the bench coach and has some help from the other coaches, but usually the bench coach sets up the uh, schedule for practice in spring training. And like you said, Joe, he's got it. He's got it down minute to minute where what field everybody's got to be on. You know where where's who's taking BP, who's throwing bullpens, who's throwing live batting practice. So uh, you know it's, <laughs> he's got his hands full. He should have a column on there for Hoinsey and the reporters where. Uh, what fields they should be on and where they should be, uh, you know, when, when they should be in the clubhouse. And, and it would just eliminate a lot of guesswork, I guess, on on, on your part, right? Yeah, definitely. I'd, I'd be in bed, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. Uh, so so here we are. We've, uh, like you said, this is the end of, uh, of phase two of uh, spring training. Like you said, uh, can't wait to get there. Can't wait to get the game started. Now, once the games start, uh, it's a it's a countdown, uh, and, and you know we're we're at what like forty two days until the home opener, or uh, you know uh, something something like that. Uh, it should be real interesting uh, as as that um, uh, you know that countdown sort of winds down. Uh, 
anything else, uh, you know, going on out there uh, that, that we need to, to sort of take into account or, or mention or uh, have you seen uh, the broadcast guys out there, Matt and uh, Matt and Rick and, and Andre out there? What's uh, what's the latest from them? Yeah, Andre and uh, Matt Underwood are here. Tom Hamilton uh, has a house out here, so he's been out here for quite a while. You know, uh, Jim Rosenhaus uh, just got here earlier in the week. So all the broadcast guys are here. Haven't seen Rick Manning yet, but Andre, like I said, was here. Underwood was here. So those guys are gathering. Yeah, the uh, voices of the the Guardians are 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 in fine form. I think. Well, check the uh, the finest Italian restaurant out there. I'm sure Rick Manning will be uh, will be seated at the uh, at the table. Uh, I, I I guess uh, that's what we've got for for this week. Uh, it's been great uh, talking to you while you're out there in uh, in Goodyear. Uh, we are all set for the first game. Uh, you're all set for. Uh, I can't wait for Hoinsey's first gamer of the year. It's always uh, a, a good read. So uh, let's uh, let's get started and uh, you know. We'll look forward to it uh, tomorrow here uh, and catch up with you again uh, sometime early next week uh, on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. Hoinsie, we'll check in with you then. All right, Joe.